The other reason is the people involved. So Bitcoin has attracted the world's greatest scientific, mathematical, um, and computer engineering minds. All of these guys are working on Bitcoin. And there's a saying that, what would you rather have, a good idea or good people? And the answer is you'd rather good people because the wrong people can screw up a good idea. So Bitcoin is both. It's an amazing idea that has attracted phenomenal people that are working on it. Welcome to Bitcoin Basics with your hosts, Faris and Gordon. Visit bitcoinbasics.help if you need help buying and securing your Bitcoin. Join our Bitcoin Basics community in our new Telegram group at bitcoinbasics.help slash telegram. No ads, no altcoins, shitcoins, no other nonsense, only Bitcoin information, education and discussion at bitcoinbasics.help slash telegram. The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details. You're listening to Fresh FM, I'm Chrissy Small, and that was Money by Pink Floyd. Speaking of money, I have Ferris Marley on the telephone. He is a Bitcoin expert, and he will be in Nelson at the Red Gallery Cafe on the 27th of May, uh, presenting Bitcoin's Next Decade. Hello, Ferris. Really great to have you on the phone today. How are you going? Good. Thank you, Chrissy. It's a real pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Look, you're a bit of a Bitcoin expert, and uh, I know nothing about this, as many listeners probably are scratching their heads going, what is it, and what's it really all about? Um, so tell us a bit about your credentials and why Bitcoin is so important to you. Sure. Uh, so my background is actually in international relations. I used to work for NGOs, and I used to teach at um, Deakin University in Melbourne, Australia, uh, taught international relations and development. Um, I was always an investment addict. Uh, weekends, I'd go to seminars on property investing, buying gold. And before I moved to New Zealand about eight years ago, I was a full-time derivative trader. So I traded uh, equities, forex, which is foreign exchange, commodities. And my business partner, he comes from an IT background. And he was telling me about Bitcoin a while ago. And I, like most people, just ignored him. And then in my research uh, in 2016, I started looking in depth in Bitcoin and went down the rabbit hole and started appreciating it a lot more from an economics point of view. Right. And then in, when COVID hit, my business partner and I started a podcast. We've done about 180 episodes right now. It's called the Bitcoin Basics Podcast. And our goal, Chris, is to reach out to people like you where we take the complex world of Bitcoin and make it simple for everyone to understand. Okay. Well, that's really uh, great because, I mean, so many of us get hooked in by fake Facebook ads on Bitcoin investments and things, and they turn out to be a real sham. How do people know how to avoid those sorts of things? So that's actually what we do is we only advocate Bitcoin. We don't, we've never endorsed or encouraged anyone. We've actually encouraged people to stay away from all the other coins. Um so you'd look at Bitcoin, the best way I explain this is like the internet. Um, when the internet came out, you had a lot of domain names that you could buy. So 
the one that we ended up using, the most common one, is the .com domain name. So whenever anyone launches a business, they want a .com address, even though it's a lot cheaper and easier to get your business name with a .info, .co.nz. Everyone's after the .com. That's what Bitcoin is. Um, and I was actually just listening earlier on to your program, and they're talking to someone about open source technology. And Bitcoin is open source technology, which means the code that created Bitcoin, anyone can copy that code and create their own coin. So, Chrissy, you can go ahead and just create the Chrissy coin using that same technology. The difference is no one knows who you are. No one is going to want to invest in it. And we have seen a lot of people go on and create the next Bitcoin. And the problem is most people think, oh, I can't afford to buy an entire Bitcoin, which at the moment is around 50,000 New Zealand dollars, but you don't have to buy one whole Bitcoin. Um, the problem is, there are, well, one of the beauties of Bitcoin is it's limited in supply. So there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoins created ever. So right. there's actually not enough million Bitcoins in the world for every millionaire in the world to own just one position. But you can create, you can buy just $20 worth of Bitcoin. So for us, me coming from an economics background, the supply and demand of Bitcoin is what really attracted to me. The fact that it is limited in supply. And if people, more and more people want to buy it, there's fewer of it to go around. It's not, they're not going to create any more than the original 21. And that's one of the reasons um, I got behind it was just understanding that economics. The other reason is the people involved. So Bitcoin has attracted the world's greatest scientific, mathematical, um, and computer engineering minds. All of these guys are working on Bitcoin. And there's a saying that, what would you rather have, a good idea or good people? And the answer is you'd rather good people because the wrong people can screw up a good idea. So Bitcoin is both. It's an amazing idea that has attracted phenomenal people that are working on it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Someone like me who's never invested in, in even a share market, uh, how, how do we learn about these things? I, 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 do we come to your seminar on, on Bitcoin's next decade at the Red Cafe? Uh, that would be a good starter, of, of course, but uh, where else can we find more information? Look, that would be a good start. And the challenge to my job when I'm teaching people about Bitcoin, and I do come from an educational background, so I really get a buzz explaining things to people, is what do we keep out? Because explaining Bitcoin to people now, you, you want to have a grasp of economics, finance, and computer technology. And the thing is, it's like if you were to get on a plane. So most people will get on a plane, and they, they know the basics of how a plane works. But ask them to look under the hood, will they be able to repair anything? And they can't. And with Bitcoin, as you said, you tend to go down these rabbit holes where next thing you know, you're, you need to learn how to mine Bitcoin. You don't need to know how to, how to do that to appreciate Bitcoin. So for us, it's more the 80-20 principle. 80% of the stuff you don't need to know. What's the 20% fundamentals you want to understand? So that's where we come in. It's like, this is what you really want to understand about Bitcoin. If you want to know about all these other things, we can explain that to you, but you don't have to. So that's why we're called the Bitcoin Basics Podcast. And our podcasts are designed to take the complex stuff about Bitcoin and make it under relatable and understandable for everyday people. So the, the uh, presentation that we're, I'm doing at the Red Cafe Friday night, that is a good place to come. Otherwise, go to bitcoinbasics.help. 
And that will link you to our podcast. You can contact us. And uh, what we actually do is people, if they have a question about Bitcoin, they'll submit it on the website. Say, I don't understand this about Bitcoin. And we actually answer those questions on air on a podcast. And half of the podcast episodes that we've done are actually listener-driven questions. Right. You would suggest that uh, this is a good way of people getting in to, um, I, I guess, begin a, a portfolio of investment. Yeah, and this is a thing where um, we've been running this podcast for two years now, and we haven't had much uptake in New Zealand. New Zealand um, has not been on the radar for Bitcoin. Um, we are seeing huge growth overseas in the industry. So recently, at this time last year, the country of El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender. And they basically bought Bitcoin and gave $3 worth to every citizen. And you can actually use Bitcoin at every retailer um, and every merchant in the country. And they've seen huge growth. Their tourism actually increased because of it. Uh, their tourism is almost back at pre-COVID levels. And we're now seeing more and more countries do the same. The Central African Republic said they're about to announce the same thing. They're going to make Bitcoin legal tender. We've seen countries announce um, that you can buy citizenship and residency if you come in and with, with your Bitcoins. So overseas, it's been a huge uptake. Um, in America and Canada, you've seen large hedge funds, which manage trillions of dollars, are basically saying, oh, one out of every six of our clients saying they want to get into Bitcoin. So the growth overseas has been astounding, but we just don't get uh, enough of that traction here in New Zealand. Uh, and one of the things I'm going to be talking about Friday night is inflation and why Bitcoin is designed to be your perfect hedge against inflation. Right. Gosh, a lot of people will be uh, quite keen to hear about that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and sorry, one more thing there, Christy, is uh, we've heard mention of central bank digital currencies. Uh, so there is uh, a large amount of sovereign debt. So the debt um, to GDP in New Zealand has almost doubled in the last two years. And governments are looking at a way, how do we get out of these, uh, this debt that we're in? Uh, the G20 countries, their debt is over 100%, which means, like Japan, for example, for every dollar that the country makes, they owe $2.50. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not sustainable. So one of their ways of getting off that is they're looking at central bank digital currencies, and that is loosely based on the idea of what Bitcoin is. So how will that affect um, the growth of Bitcoin when central banks are now moving to a cashless society? And basically a, um, a currency that they have access to on your smartphone. So this is something else that we, uh, we are looking at is very quickly and rapidly changing in uh, macroeconomics. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's, it sounds great in theory, but I mean, there's so many scammers out there and there's so many hackers out there. Is that a safe investment for people really when, when we've got this going on in the background? Yeah, so what we found, so I mentioned earlier, only 21 million Bitcoins will ever be created. It's actually been presumed that between 5 and 7 million of those Bitcoins have been lost. That's billions of dollars worth. Uh, They've been lost due to human error or hacking. So what makes Bitcoin dangerous is um, just lack of awareness of what you're supposed to do. So a few people have come up to me and said, oh, yeah, I bought some Bitcoin a couple of years ago. And I'll respond, where is it? I said, what do you mean? So if you go to a website and you buy some Bitcoin, what you need to do is remove what's called your private keys from that website. And most people don't know they're supposed to do that. 
Now, what can happen is that website can get hacked and you lose your investments. So human error is what usually leads to people losing their Bitcoins. Um, People would have had some on their computer. Uh, They threw away their computer or they reformatted it without backing up what's called their um, their private keys. So we actually teach people not just how to buy Bitcoin, but more importantly, how do you keep it safe for the long term? Well, that's really important, especially with the value of, of what Bitcoin is is uh, realizing at the moment. Exactly. Mm. Okay. So this is a really good um, discussion on the 27th of May for people who are interested in investing their money somewhere else in, in another platform other than the, your, your banks, which don't return much interest at all these days. Exactly. So that's what I'll be talking about as well. What? What's inflation done to baby boomers and retirees? Because, you know, 10 years ago, if you're planning on retiring, if you had a million dollars, you put it into a bank, you'd get 6% back, which is 60 grand a year you can retire on. Well, you're not going to get 6% today. So in countries where their purchasing power has been completely decimated, where there's no savings, they're very quick to adopt Bitcoin. Um, and this is why we're seeing in America, Europe, countries who they're, they're – Local currencies are a lot more stable than countries like Colombia, Venezuela. They're still getting into Bitcoin because there is no yield anywhere else. And we're starting to see corrections in equity markets and the bond market. So money is moving out of these institutional funds and they're looking for somewhere else to go. And Bitcoin does tend to scare people away because it has a two to three thousand dollar run. So go up two to three thousand percent and then correct about 80%. And most people tend to get in at the top. That's the psychology markets. And then when it goes down, they sell and get out and they're burnt. So this is what we teach people is that you want to look at Bitcoin as a longer term investment, not just to get in, get afraid when the volatility goes down and sell. You want to hold on to it for the long term. Right. Goodness. Well, it's going to be a very interesting um, evening on the 27th of May at Red Gallery Cafe, uh, where you'll be obviously um, spreading your wisdom on investments on Bitcoin. I think that's fantastic um, because everyone in New Zealand is probably sitting back going, what is it? What, what, it's, what is it really all about? Am I being scanned? Is it just a fly-by-night investment opportunity? You know, so you'll be able to answer all those questions, obviously. Yes, and essentially the thing to understand with Bitcoin is Bitcoin is still so when you have your um, your banking app on your phone, the Kiwi Bank, the app on your phone, that gives you access to your bank account. With Bitcoin, you are the bank. You are controlling everything on there. And this is what scares people away, is just the lack of understanding and the responsibility. Mm-hmm. So we actually want to teach people, A, why you need it, B, how do you manage and control it? Yeah, that sounds great because honestly, when you when you download it, as you say, people have have got everything on their computer and then they do an upgrade and they lose it all. And in effect, there's no way of being able to get back their Bitcoin investment. Is that right? And yes, many ha- this is instances. what we help people avoid: how to back it up, how to keep it safe. So yeah. if you do lose your computer, if you do lose your phone. There is a way of recovering um, those Bitcoin private keys, right? And I believe there are there are um, groups of people out there who do Bitcoin mining, which is basically finding fragments of Bitcoin out there on the in the internet. 
Yeah, so this is one of those things where we do explain mining to people, but um, that's if they're interested in it. Um, but we say to people, you don't need to understand mining Bitcoin to buy Bitcoin. So, right. <clears throat> excuse me. So what mining Bitcoin is, is essentially it's a way of confirming a transaction from one person to another. And as I mentioned before, um, new Bitcoins are released on average every 10 minutes. So every 10 minutes, about three Bitcoins are released, and those miners have to find them. And they use a very complex mathematical equation. And this is what keeps the Bitcoin blockchain so robust. So it's been around for 11 years now, and we've reached a point now where the Bitcoin blockchain, this is the technology behind Bitcoin, is unhackable. So it's, before I explain that websites can be hacked, but the Bitcoin blockchain itself is so secure that it's unhackable. If someone wanted to do that, to do it, it would cost them about $50 million per hour to try and hack it. So mm-hmm. no one in their right mind would try and do that. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, so to try to Bitcoin mining is really tricky in a short period of time, but it's something that if people were interested in finding out about, we can go into detail. Sure. And, um, okay, just, I'm just looking at the, the value of Bitcoin, as you say, now. Where is, I mean, how do you, how do you increase the value or is there a drop in the value of Bitcoin? Does it, is it like the share market? It'll be up one day and down the next? What, what, what is the actual reality? Oh, absolutely. Reality? So Bitcoin does go through these wild volatility rides. Um, essentially, it, so it's because it's only been around for since um, 2009, we have seen what I would call these two-year cycles where it would go up two to 3,000% on average, and then it will have um, several 30% to 50% declines, and then it will stabilize. So at the moment, we're looking at another period of um, um, just a consolidation phase where it's going to go sideways potentially for a while before it goes back up again. Um, Because in the news, you'll always see or read Bitcoin crashes. Mm -hmm. Well, the last crash was from um, uh, $1,000 to $200. Then it made its way up to $20,000. Then it crashed from $20,000 to $3,000. And now, and this is U.S. dollars, sorry, not New Zealand dollars. Um, And now it went from $3,500 U.S. dollars to $68,000 U.S. dollars. So it essentially went to 100,000 Kiwi dollars for one Bitcoin. And now it's saying, well, it's crashed and it's back down to 50 because we've had a 50% drop. And a good correlation I can make with that is um, the share price of Amazon. So Amazon would be one of the best shares you could have owned in the last 20 years. However, it had three 90% corrections along the way. So three times it lost 90% of its value. And the only people who've actually held Amazon that whole time is Jeff Bezos and his parents. So if anything drops that much, people just want to end the pain and they get out. And that's unfortunately what we see in Bitcoin. It's it's human psychology. Um, There's two things that drive markets, the fear of missing out and the just um, the pain of losing. And the pain of losing forces people to sell. The fear of missing out is when people buy, and that's when they get in a little bit late in that cycle. But if you'd held on to Bitcoin for three years, uh, essentially you just add a zero to the end of the price of Bitcoin, and that's what it's done. So we're at 50,000 uh, ends of dollars. If history repeats itself three years from now, we're looking at potentially 500,000 using dollars per Bitcoin. Wow. That's uh, 
That's quite something. And uh, really, honestly, if people have some spare cash they want to invest, this is a great time to be uh, looking at Bitcoin then. Yeah, and what we say to people, so because we've been doing this for some time now, we say to people, what you can do is you can um, buy on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. So it's kind of like a term deposit. You just buy small amounts. Because if someone is listening to me and they go, oh, wow, he just said it's going to half a million NZ, I'm going to put my life savings in it. Keep in mind, it can still drop another 50% from here. Yep. And then people panic, go, oh, no, what have I done? And that's when they sell and lose. Whereas if you're just buying small increments on a weekly or monthly basis, then you're not worried about these long swings in volatility. And with this recent correction we had, we have not had a single caller or client call us worried because the advice we've regularly given to people is just buy small increments on a monthly, weekly basis and hold on to it for the long term. Ignore the short-term volatility because you're in this for the long haul. Yeah, definitely a long-haul investment, really. Absolutely. Oh, look, Ferris, it's been wonderful to talk with you and to learn a bit about Bitcoin. I, I, I'm, I feel a little bit more knowledgeable now and less afraid. <laughs> no, and um, yeah, reach out, anyone listening, if, reach out to um, my website. Uh, Chris, I'm sure you put up the details. But one thing I'm doing at the moment, because I kept getting these questions from so many people, what is Bitcoin, how do I buy it? I actually wrote a small booklet about it, which I'm currently uh, updating. So... Uh, and that's designed to explain everything we've been talking about um, as simply as possible to anyone who wants to uh, invest in Bitcoin. And half of what we do is not just talking about Bitcoin, but explaining how the world of economics and finance works. Because you kind of want to understand where are we now, and then you'll appreciate how Bitcoin works. So understanding the gold standard will help you appreciate Bitcoin a lot more. So that's half of what we do is explaining the history of economics and finance before we even talk about Bitcoin. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Ferris, for this enlightening conversation. I'm sure lots of people will be they'll be chomping on their Bitcoin to come and see you. <laughs> <laughs> now we're looking forward to having people and um, yeah, we uh, yeah, run a short presentation and then it's Q and A yeah, the Q and A tends to go on for quite some time, which is very enjoyable. It is booked to go from seven to nine PM. The cafe closes at nine. Uh, so my presentation is about 45 minutes and then, yeah, a lot of Q&A after that, which is always fun. But people can grab my details and, as you can tell, I'm obsessed about this stuff, so I'm always happy to talk about it. Great. So it's probably best that people go prepared with a few questions first and, and tick them off as they listen to you first and then talk about what they've got unanswered at the end. Oh, absolutely. Any, any level of um, prior knowledge is fine, but you don't need to know anything about this stuff. That's who we're aiming for. Somebody goes, I've heard about Bitcoin. Do I really need to know about it? And that's who we're aiming for, just helping understand Bitcoin and the current economic climate. Great. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been a treat. Thank you very much for having me on, Chrissy. You're listening to Fresh FM. I'm Chrissy Small, and I was just talking to Ferris Marley of www.ferrismarley.com. That's F-A-R-I-S-M-A-L-I dot com. So if you need to know more, go and check out that website. And don't forget, he will be talking to you at the Red Gallery Cafe in Nelson on 27th of May. And it begins at 7.30. So don't forget to get in early so that you can get your seat. 
The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. Thanks for watching or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself. Visit bitcoinbasics.help. Disclaimer. Any content provided by CoinCompass is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax, or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass will at times recommend certain products, services, and technologies, but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guests' experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit coincompass.com for more information and please contact us.